Developer Hangouts is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to get started with a podcast. And let me explain why I'm using Anchor. Firstly, it's free. There's creation tools right on my phone to make those real quick edits, or on my computer where I'm recording this right now. It distributes all of that content to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and so many more podcast apps. You can make money whether you have 10,000 listeners or zero listeners. As long as one person's listening, you're making money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in a single place. So all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Again, welcome to Developer Hangouts episode six, I think now. It's been six weeks of this. Um, and yeah, why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, uh, what you do, and then we can start chatting. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Cap, also Kapehe. You may see that around. The full name is actually Kapehe Okaleni, and it means quiet of the heavens in Hawaiian. Um, so it just kept getting shortened. So now it's just cat, the first three letters of it. Um, and I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I have five animals, a dog, two cats, and two bunnies. Oof, man, that, we, we, we have just two dogs and then two mm. ferrets. Well, I know we've had the ferret That's discussion right, before. right, you have right? ferrets. Yeah, so we have two ferrets that are kind of older now. Like, so we have an, a really old one who's, you know, sort mm -hmm. of eight, and then we have one that's like five i think now but yeah like they are the most mischievous kind of animal in the world like they try and escape they'll like they'll know when you're doing something so like if you're on the phone and they're like right outside my office just here so like if i'm mm -hmm. on the phone and the doors open they'll and they're awake they'll intentionally make as much noise as possible oh. because they're just like having fun and they can hear you yeah. talking so they're like encourage themselves to make more noise but yeah, we we we're a we're a pet family too. We have two cool dogs that, like, basically hang out with my wife all day and see me occasionally when they feel like it. I legit uh, love ferrets. Like my my auntie has one. I think I told you this. Yeah, um, yeah. And she named it Goose, and Goose was just like my favorite little squirrely little thing ever. So. Yeah, yeah so I, I never had ferrets. Like, I'd never grown up ferrets, never had anything. So when I got in a relationship with my wife, she already had ferrets. Mm. So I, like, inherited the ferret crew. So, like, yeah. you know, it was, it was like, a very daunting experience at first because I was like, I don't know how to <laughs> do anything with this. I don't know, like, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, she was like, just one. She's texting me now, ironically. Um, but yeah, like I didn't know how to look after them. I didn't know what they ate or like what they did. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was funny that they're like the craziest, easily trained animal in the universe that you can train really? for all sorts of weird things. Like, so we have like puppy training pads. That's mm -hmm. what they go to the bathroom on. 
and that's the only place they'll go to the bathroom and then you just fold them up and then put them in the trash and then put a new one down and that's the only place they'll go to the bathroom you could open the whole house up and they would go back to that place like we wow. can just open the gate let them go it's crazy i, I was amazing. like i'm like they're easier than dogs like yeah. dogs are the worst like trying to train a dog to be like yo you're an outdoor dog and like outside is where you go to the bathroom has been the biggest like struggle i've ever had yeah with our with our youngest puppies he still fights us and he's like <laughs> two years old and he's still like yeah you know i do it 90 percent of the time outside but there's that 10 percent where i don't feel like it yeah and i usually have to chase him around the house so yeah so tell me about newlywed life you guys have been married for what like a few months two now? and a half months yeah exactly yeah oh wow there you go I, I remember yeah. seeing the iconic photograph of you and Krista together and it looked like a Beyonce album cover. And I was like, this is the Beyonce album cover. So yeah. like, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you guys get married somewhere or was it at your house? Like, how did that work? Because I know with COVID and stuff, it's kind of a bit of a pain. So it was in our backyard um, and we have a pretty good sized backyard. But we transformed the entire thing, not just the house, not just the backyard, like everything was changed. Um, we had a tent light. So okay. it was every six inches was a string light and up 16 feet in the middle and then like would drape down. Um, <clears throat> we had like a catering company come. So it was just like, it wasn't our house for the day. It was right. a venue, um, but yeah. It's our favorite place in the world, so why not have it there? Right. I think guys... even if COVID wasn't a thing, we still would have done it there. I was going to say, you guys have a pretty in house. Like, whenever I see a, <laughs> a new photo of something, whether it's, like, Chris, like, taking photos in the... When you guys redid the kitchen at one point, like, you added some new stuff to the kitchen, like the fridge and stuff. And I, yeah. I remember him making, like, a drink, like a coffee or something from the fridge. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell's going on over there? They're having so much fun. Yeah, it was actually a full remodel. Like we ripped out the entire kitchen, like it was bare walls, and then wow, got yeah. I mean, you guys got every everything you wanted. I assume at that point. Yeah, when you when you do that, you yeah get to pick every inch of it. You can kind of see it right there. That's yeah, so I, I can see like kitchen. the tiny yeah. the tiny corner of it. I'm like yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I was like jealous of the the whole like you know doing the kitchen remodel is cool and like i was like oh yeah look at all the cool stuff they're putting in like one day when i own a house like look at all these cool things we can do yeah super super fun looked like a really good experience for you guys to like have exactly what you want because mm -hmm. that's our biggest gripe is like we have a nice kitchen now but like there's just some things that annoy you about a kitchen and i'm mm -hmm. like if this was our kitchen, this is what I would do. And it's like, you know, you list off like 20 things and you're like, one of these days, yeah. we'll get rid of it all. I think one of like the must-haves that you don't really think about, because I don't like things on counters. Um, I just... just my wife. She hates yeah. like appliances and... or anything like that on a countertop. Yeah. 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 And so it's annoying putting away the appliance and then having to take it out every time. Yep. So I use a blender every day. I use a rice cooker every day. And I use like a scale every day. Like just like the little things that I have right. to pull out every time. Um, 
but an appliance garage is what we added to our kitchen that was kind of like uh i don't know like what's an appliance wanna... garage what, what yeah. is this like you're gonna have to go into like deep now because now i'm really invested because like every day i use a food scale every day i'm like using a blender every day like you know it's the same mm -hmm. kind of stuff every day so it's like a really big cabinet that has a plug inside of it and it's countertop height so the base of the cabinet is countertop height and then you have like a big chunk of of area before you hit the next shelf so you could put your blender in it it's plugged in it, the base of the blender never has to leave this like appliance garage and then you take the blender whatever and you bring it back to the base and it stays there forever um same with like we have like an electric can opener thing just like one of those small ones and it stays in there plugged in at all times there's like uh, the food scale has like a little mini shelf and i just take it down i keep it in the appliance garage on just nice. like the countertop level of it but yeah they all stay in there plugged in at all times yeah that sounds amazing so I don't have to move it. that sounds amazing yeah like we you know the more appliances you get like you're like oh i want an air fryer because that seems like a convenience thing or rice cooker if you eat rice i don't really eat rice anymore but i know you guys like eat rice like nothing like you guys mm -hmm. are like in love with rice which mm -hmm. i used to be but not so much now um but yeah like having those things and have to put them back in the big cupboard underneath every time and then take them back out is just yeah one of the most frustrating things about kitchens like yeah that is that is like the probably the most genius thing i've heard is like you know why don't you just have a garage where it's just everything's kind of like there and you don't have to take everything in and out. That would be ideal for me. Yeah. That would be like the best. So content creation. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite topics being part of the, you know, everybody knows that we all do kind of YouTube and you're over at Sanity and I'm over at Tina now doing DevRails. Talk to me about better devs. Like how is that working with Chris and and there's another person right that I didn't Lynn. know about until yesterday because I yeah. like tweeted yesterday that the other half of and then I was like oh man there's a third person and now I feel guilty because <laughs> I didn't no. realize that there was a third person she does a lot of articles on the on mm -hmm. the website right yeah so so Chris and I started it um Lynn is Chris's cousin and ah. was my my maid of honor um She's phenomenal. Um, she got into tech last year and um, finding a job is tough for junior developers. Yep. Um, she's applied to hundreds of positions, it feels like at this point, and it's just hard. So we were like, hey, what if we hire you on for a couple months? So we hired her on and it's been like the best decision. <laughs> um, she's really good at like, uh, UI UX. Yep. So she'll design it all in Figma and then she'll code it up and push a branch and we look at it and we're like, this is amazing. Um, but then she's been getting into the articles, which articles are such a great way to learn as a developer because you have to know this much to write about this much. Yep. And so Agreed. if like if I want to learn a concept, I write an article on it or mm -hmm. I um, make a YouTube video on it or whatever. Um, so that's been really good as well for her. I feel like I feel like she's past the junior stage. Like 
I don't right. know when you can like officially decide like, okay, I'm no longer junior, but it hasn't been like professional. So it's kind of like this weird, like, I don't know, I guess it's professional with better dev because right. it's like a paycheck and yeah, yeah. it's like, she gets time off and, you know, and, but yeah, she is the other part of better dev. Right. Cause yeah, originally I was like, oh, it's Shishu and Chris. And like, that's how I've known it for, for a while, really, honestly. Um, and I was like, yesterday I was like, I should just go on and like, I tweeted and then I went to the website cause I was like, I should check the website. I haven't been there in a while. And I was like, oh, there's three people. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> but that's, that's a cool, that's like definitely a cool way to get people, especially family or somebody who wants to be in tech, like giving mm -hmm. them the opportunity to come work with you guys. And like, obviously you guys have been killing it on YouTube and you know, you're doing your recap stuff and doing all the tutorials and stuff. It's been amazing. So giving her like a paid job, like now she gets the experience of working. It might not be for some people like real world experience, but to me, that's more than a real world. That's like teaching people how to do something is more real world than like, Hey, we have this tiny bug. Because as a junior, usually the only thing you do is bug fixing for a while, for mm -hmm. the most part. And like, that's not, it's not as hard as like trying to teach someone, hey, have you heard about this? And then teaching someone is really hard. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she had like a three month gig, like a contract last year, last summer. Um, and then it ended and nothing really has like come up. And so we're like, come work for us. And yeah, it was pretty much bug fixes as at bug fixes at that last one. And then with us, it's like real, like building a brand new website pretty much because better.dev was built from the ground up and she was yep. a part of that. And then like building and writing blogs for a new blog is like, that's just core work that you right. don't get as a junior. So it's really, it's been really nice to have her like exposed to all that. Yeah, for real. Like that's a great opportunity. And, and I, I hope that, more content creators and more people that are doing content like full time obviously chris had a lot of experience in that from before so it's mm -hmm. good to see him like you you know reusing some of that to like bolster people's like cvs especially now with coronavirus and still being half locked down half not locked i don't know what we are anymore um but like having that tough times of like i i have a friend too who's been trying to get a developer job for almost a year now he's been out mm -hmm. of work for almost a year and he can't get a job and like wow. i would give him if if i had like you know if i had a role like that i'd be like do it man like yeah. come make articles for me come make some content come help us like you're more than capable so like let, let's do it and see what happens and yeah that's amazing that's that's awesome that's that, that's something i haven't really seen like even with the bigger content creators or bigger platforms it's always been like i'm doing it all by myself and i have an editor maybe or something like that mm -hmm. yeah it was one of the best decisions we made at better dev was to bring on a third person because when we're not working on it right. she is and right. it's like work is always being done on it so mm -hmm. so talk to me about working at sani what's that like it, it seems Fantastic. like a good time. I was going to say, it seems yeah. like a good time. You all seem to be having fun. So t tell me what it's like. What's a day-to-day -day like for you these days? Yeah, so it's cool because I started at employee number like 28. And now we're at like 
we just passed 50. It's like 52 or something. Um, and there's a lot of like big goals to hit like X amount of employees um, with the new funding. It's like even more real. Um, but I haven't worked at a company at this stage. And so to see how sanity is handling this, like this growth and this like love that the community has for this has been really fun to be on the front lines of it. Right. As a DevRel, you know, um, but being a company this small, you know, a lot of the people that you work with and that you don't work with. And so, you know, the CMO, I know very well, you know, cause there's not a lot of barrier or right. like people between us. It's, we work together like closely every day or um, like our team is now two, I guess three, cause there's Knut, Lauren and I, but Brian just left. Um, and it's just like really like tight knit and we all get along and it's just fun, like creating content with a team that we all just like are very passionate about right. what we're doing, whether it's like, like we, Lauren and I have been doing these Grok streams lately and it's been yeah. so much fun. Lauren and I just have so much fun on these streams. Uh, and we're pretty much just covering like the core concepts of Grok and we're figuring out things with the audience like, oh, this is making more sense or this isn't working. Why is it not? So let's like figure it out together. Um, but it's been, it's just been really fun. It's a great company and yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that, that when you do those live streams, you seem to have the support of everybody. It's not just like, Hey, we're going to do a live stream on Grok and like, we're going to talk about this core concept today. Uh, hope you guys enjoy and then you like sit there and, and and try and figure it out or you know you start rolling and everybody's like 100 percent knowledgeable knows about everything so there's none of that like mm, i don't know maybe it's this or that like you you have that and then you have the support of everybody that joins the stream is somebody mm -hmm. that wants to help and it's not yeah. like it's not like oh well i can't believe these people don't know every single detail about a product because like mm -hmm. you know i've been at tina for for a while and like if someone asked me about a specific thing, I'd be like, I don't know. I need to go and ask somebody. Hold on. Like, and, you know, those kinds of things. But it's good to see that the community plus all the people at Sanity are really behind everybody on your team. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice. Like, the community is so great over there. Like, I think the first time I ever interacted with Sanity was when I did my course, which was at the beginning of 2020. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember that you had retweeted it and like reached out to me about something and then it ended up in the like the newsletter or whatever like the community newsletter and i was like oh my god like this community is amazing and then like you know i've written articles for you guys and it's been a blast like you guys really have one of the better you know communities out there especially in in the space that we're both in sort of that yeah like jamstack ish space it's been it's been a blast yeah it's been fun and you guys should be proud, like, for sure. Like, I have... They're probably one of... Except from James, who's probably in the chat still. Like, you, Sanity and, and James's are the only streams that I will show up for whenever they're on. It doesn't matter uh -huh. if it's, like, something I'm not interested in. I'm just like, yeah, I want to be part of the community and it's fun and I enjoy hanging out. Yeah, he's still there. He's still oh. in the chat, chatting away. I didn't have the chat. It was, like, <laughs> hidden. So I couldn't see it. And I'm like, you can see the chat? Yeah, oh, yeah. we can see the chat. There we go. Hi, yeah. hi, James. 
Yeah, he's he's always lurking somewhere. That that's me. Uh, yeah. So outside of doing content creation and everything else that comes along with it, like, what do you do for fun? What are you, what are the things except from working out, which we've talked about a little bit, but we can definitely get into that. Uh, yeah. What else are you doing these days to to entertain yourself or what what's new on the list? Um, I really like anime, so I watch a lot of anime in my free time uh seven deadly sins just launched season five on netflix it was only 12 episodes pretty bummed about that but it was very good finished it um it was a good season it just didn't have like the main character didn't kind of like go off and do his thing and i kind of wanted that because he was kind of like trapped the whole Mm. time but um anime is like my thing right now is that is that just a you thing or is that you and chris like do you is that like a separate thing like how does that work 100 percent. all the credit goes to chris i was not into anime and then the first anime he actually showed me was seven deadly sins and i was like this is amazing and now i've watched like 15 series of anime right. yep <laughs> yeah yeah and like i'm a big anime fan too and i had demetrius from uh Cloudinary, who's also a super anime fan, and we spent a good twenty minutes talking about anime, and like he made me do my top three anime, and I was like, oh god, I can't do that on like I'm going to get slaughtered. Um, I do want to know though. I was just going to ask you, what's your favorite? So my favorite is still uh, Samurai Shamlu, which okay. you may, which you know came out forever ago, um, but it was my introduction into into sort of anime as like a teenager. I think I was like 15 or 16 was the first time I'd ever seen any kind of anime. And the only reason I ever got into it was because a guy had like, I'd made friends with somebody and they were like, Hey, you should check this out. You're really into like hip hop and rap. Like it's very influenced by like hip hop. And I think it might be something you enjoy. And then I watched it and I was like, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Like, how did I not know about this as, like, a genre of TV outside of, like, Pokemon, which was, like, big everywhere, which yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people still don't realize is still, like, a decent anime. Um, yeah, like, outside of that, it was, like, my first foray into non, like, Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh style anime. But what's your mm-hmm. favorite? Except from Seven Deadly Sins, is there any other ones that are... My all-time favorite is Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's... Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of it. I don't know if you have, but it's like a virtual world that people go into and then they can't escape. And so, well, they can escape if they beat the, the game. The so, game. right. And if they die in the game, they die in real life. So it's like season one is so good. Season two is like a little like, eh, and then season three, it turns up again. But yeah, oh, sword awesome. art. Yeah. Nice. I hear All season right. four is coming out soon and it's going to be really good. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of anime. I like anime. I think it's just something... I, my wife doesn't watch it, but I do. So, like, it's my, like, weekend luxury is, like, early mm-hmm. in the morning because I get up way before my wife does. Like, I'll sit down and flick on either some anime or something occasionally mm-hmm. and be like, oh, this is nice. Like, I think I've watched Shamurai Shamalu like, a million times at this point. And it's yeah. just, like, it never gets old and it's just, like, oh, it's so enjoyable. It's like a oh, warm yeah. hug. Um, oh. Nis in the chat, Demon Slayer and Death Note. So amazing. Both of those are amazing. I actually started Demon Slayer and Death Note at the same time because they're so like 
polar opposites in like feeling and so i was like oh maybe i'll watch like an episode of demon slayer and then an episode of death note right and then death note i'm actually like six episodes in which is so good it's so good but demon slayer is if somebody wants to get into uh, anime that's the one i would recommend is demon slayer because it's kind of like it's low threshold it's kind of like not too out of control and it's it's about demons the first thing i thought of was zombies like right they only come out at night and or like and like vampire-y type things but i was like third episode i was hooked but it took me a bit and then now i'm obsessed and i watched the movie i cried and it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that that's for sure there's nothing like a good show that like sometimes it's a slow burner even in mm-hmm. regular, like, you know, if you watch sitcoms or, or dramas or whatever, those, like, slow burners where people are like, you got to watch this show, and you're like, mm, okay. You watch the first episode, you're like, eh. Second episode, you're like, okay, maybe, maybe. And then the third or fourth episode just absolutely just, like, blows your mind. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait till the next episode, or i got to watch this all right now. And then down the rabbit hole you go, and you find out mm-hmm. all this info. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much like that for every tv show yeah I, I don't like to wait for things to come out weekly <laughs> yeah because people are like have you watched loki yet like all my friends and it like, just finished yeah and i'm like I and so now yeah yeah ask me in about five days when i've watched them back to back so i know exactly what's happening because i usually forget what happens the week before mm. by the time it comes out again i'm like oh yeah what happened last week and then it's just like ugh, I've gotta start over again so i just wait now I'm in the same boat. I didn't watch Loki because I'm like, I just want it to finish. I don't want to watch it week by right. week. And now, yeah, give me five days and then yeah. ask me all the things. Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's why I love Netflix. Netflix mm. just does it right. They're just like, hey, new show, here's 13 episodes. See ya. Yeah. And then, like, you watch it in a weekend, and then you, like, have to wait a whole year for the yeah. next season, but it's totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't know Witcher had a second season coming out. Yeah, they just announced it like recently because the game, it's the game there. So for the Witcher 3 game, they're bringing out like a expansion, like DLC that includes some of the stuff from the show, apparently. Mm. So yeah, I'm excited for The Witcher 2. I, I thought The Witcher was a great show. They did a very yeah. good job translating book to video game and then book to plus video game to tv it's kind of a very hard thing to do and they did a really good job so i hope the second season's just as good fingers crossed yeah. fingers crossed i'm i i'm waiting for the weekend because resident evil just dropped the anime series it just came out like last week i think and i forgot to watch it over the weekend but it's like a what yes um let's see resident wait resident evil, evil has an anime yeah it, it just came out Hold on. I don't I gotta, know this. I got to look it up. It's called Infinite Darkness. And it just okay. came out and it's like one season. It's supposed to be like a mystery slash anime thriller style Resident Evil. So I'm like pumped for that. I'm like, oh, I need to watch this. It's supposed to like have Leon and everybody in it. So it's supposed to be really good. Wow. Right before the next movie or live action comes out next year. So I'll be watching that this weekend for sure. Oh man, my my wife just bought me Starbucks, so I'm gonna have a great <laughs> afternoon. 
She was like, hey, go. I got, she was like, hey, I got an Uber Eats gift card. Like, I'm going to order Starbucks. What do you want? I'm like, yes. It's a good yes. day. What'd Absolutely. you order? Uh, I probably, uh, we ordered refreshers because I like their, mm. like, any of their refreshers. Their dragon fruit refresher is, like, the best thing ever. Uh, I'm a huge coffee fan, but, like, now I just drink energy drinks all the time. So I'm kind of, like, out of the coffee world again. Mm. So now I'm just like, anything with fruit in it, just give it to me. Just put it in my face. Fruit-based caffeine is great. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So let's talk working out. Because you guys, ha I have obviously gym envy over your guys' <laughs> gym. Every time I see a picture, I'm like, one day. Um, so yeah, you're big into fitness. Well, you, it seems like both of you are big into fitness. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you, you always post, I've seen you post a few videos of you like deadlifting or whatever and being like, that's how you get mental clarity or like, mm -hmm. that's a way of you like basically de-stressing. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's talk about that. Like I do the similar kind of thing except for my only workout in early mornings, but like, yeah, tell, tell me about like what you enjoy about working out. Like what, what, what's your favorite compound lift? Like. Where, where you're going, what, what's your goals, all those kinds of things. Because I can talk yeah. about this forever. <laughs> Me too. Um, so I didn't really get into heavy lifting until Chris. He introduced a lot of things to me. Um, but I, I really focused on squats when I first got into it. And I could squat almost nothing. Like, yeah. I couldn't really even squat the bar. Like, I... I mean, I could, I really could, but it wasn't like anything to be proud of. I couldn't do like five by 10 of just the bar. Um, <clears throat> so there's this program called Boring But Big. Um, and it's this month long, four week, well, I guess it's like three months. It's like, yeah, three months long. And it's a very beautiful website i'll say it's not um but you put in your numbers like what your maxes are and then you put in what plates you have the size of your bar and if you want to like add extra lifts on or whatever but it really is like building your your weight at like the best like rate so i did this boring but big for i did three series of it so it was nine months and i got from uh barely being able to do 65 on squat to doing 165 in no in it was in five months that i did that and so i was like super happy and then i stopped i like stopped doing squats and i focused more on bench press and so i was like i want my bench press to get up pretty big and so my goal was to be able to bench press my body weight yep and so i had this goal, same thing, boring but big. And it's very like easy laid out. You do like, three sets of warm ups and then three sets of actual workout, and you can get the thing done in like 20 minutes. It's actually right. pretty quick. And then I got that. And then so then I was like, okay, now I want to do deadlift. And so I got my deadlift to 200. And then I was like, hey, now I want to do press and I want to get my shoulders bigger. And same thing. But now I do all four every week, and yeah. So you, that's are, how. are you following a? So I I know about boring a bit big. It's a good program. It like really like 
makes it easy for anybody to it doesn't matter if you can squat the bar or not like it gives you the tool to get to where you want to go and -hmm. you can run it multiple times and it's similar to like um five by five or or any of those other kind of programs out there where it encourages you to do things right the first time and just build upon the foundation unlike a lot of people that just go to the gym and they're like i have no idea what i'm doing but i'm just gonna try everything and have no direction Mm -hmm. um so are you running a program now or are you just like i've got goals i'll reach those goals and i'm gonna work these you know four days a week whatever what 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 are you doing now so yeah the program i do now is still boring but big but it's one compound every day for four days nice. so it starts off it's bench and then and then deadlift or squat i can't no yeah it's bench and then squat and then sorry press and then squat and then bench and then deadlift so those are like the four days so i don't lift heavy more than those four days yep. and then we also have a tonal i don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard of a tonal i've seen it. i always think of you know that that little video of the the kid that says i like i like totos mm-hmm. do you know that we always, <laughs> yeah. do, like, we always say i like tonal because it sounds like when he says i like totos yeah but yeah um so that is a really really awesome piece of equipment because i really like the cables and cables are hard in a home gym yep so that was the best thing that we could find uh you can get like other ones where you can like hook a plate on and we tried those it just didn't really like work for us but yeah we have tonal and then we have uh peloton and then like other things like kettlebells and we have the I said the name to you earlier, the bar, the dumbbells. Bowflex, uh, Bowflex adjustable. Bowflex, yes, those adjustable ones, which are amazing. And then we have like a stretching, like it's not like a machine, but it's a machine. Like you sit in it and then you like lean back and you like stretch your back and then, yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. I yeah. like a good, good stretch. Yeah, I, I, so I'm the same as you. Like I only lift big and heavy four days a week. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like. I find anything more than that, and I start to pick up injuries really quickly. Um, right now, I'm dealing with like I, I have like a rib issue going on. So mm. late lately, when I when I deadlift pretty heavy, like I can feel what I have a problem with my rib. I've had it for years, but like I can feel my rib moving, and it becomes painful. And yeah. like I've had it for years, and I don't know why it does it. And then like it will just go away. Like randomly, it will just stop doing it, and it'll be fine for a while. So I'm dealing with that right now. But if I did like five or six days a week, that would start to crop up like frequently or I get knee pain or, or, or something because I'm just overworking myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like I do I do push and pull and then legs um, mm-hmm. for the most part. And that seems to work really well for me. Like I'll do big and heavy on Mondays and Tuesdays, like four reps for four. Mm-hmm. on the big compounds and then some accessory work and then on thursdays and Fridays, no mondays and tuesdays i do more like hyper therapy so i'm doing more like eight to nine reps for a lot of stuff and that's mm-hmm. really helped me like like i said to you beforehand like i'm i'm approaching four plates for a deadlift which like Amazing. has my goal for this year was three plates which i was like i'm never gonna hit that like i'll make it the end of the year goal like if I hit it, great. If I don't, whatever. And yeah, like this year has just been really good. Like 
been really focused because what else are you going to do at this time like you can't travel really yeah. and all the other stuff so i've been really focusing on that and it's really worked out well like i'm glad that i found a program that worked and didn't feel like a chore every time you go to the gym where you get so mm-hmm. bored of doing the same thing over and over, you're just like oh, this is boring or whatever and like yeah i'm 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 hoping for a three plate squat that's what i'm going for as my that's end. amazing yeah if i can hit three plates on the squat by the end of the year i'll be incredibly happy because i hit two plates not that long ago like my squat is my worst like i just doesn't matter what i do i just don't seem to do very well with squats like deadlift perfectly fine could deadlift all day pretty heavy bench it's fine but like squats i've struggled with the whole time mm-hmm. so i'm hoping for three plates by the end of the year and then like i probably won't go much heavier than that because it just seems like getting into dangerous territory <laughs> at some yeah. point like there's this like feeling in the back of your head like this is getting really heavy now like i could really hurt myself and i oh, don't yeah. think and i don't think there's anybody around here that could save me like yeah it, i'm pretty much in trouble um but yeah i i mean it, it's hard if you don't have a like a spotter or something to like really because i don't have a spotter like i go to the gym wicked early in the morning and i'm by myself so i have to take that risk of like well I've got safety bars, and if they fail, I might get crushed. But apart from that, we should be okay. Like, let's see what happens. Well, something I've learned was spotting, because Chris does very large weight, and I can't even fathom lifting three plates. I can't Mm -hmm. even fathom that. Um, But I can spot him, not because I can lift that, but because all you have to do is, like, take 10 pounds off of that. And... So you just put your hand on their chest and you take 10 pounds off and they can bring the rest up. But yeah, it's, it's so scary being the spotter when it's like tons of weight. And I'm like, please don't fail. And (laughs) he hasn't really yet. Um, I just, I just know I can do it because when he spots me, I have failed before and he has to spot me. Um, It's five, 10 pounds that he's taking off of my load. So it's, yeah. Yeah, usually when you fail, it's not because you've decided that I'm going to put 100 extra pounds on today. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to try five more pounds. I think I've got five more in me or 10 more in me. I think it'll be yeah. fine. And then you go down and you're like, I'm not coming back up. This is not coming yeah. up. And then like somebody just giving you a little like, uh, literally grabbing the bar for the most part and just taking a mm-hmm. small amount of tension off. Just It's amazing how quickly suddenly it goes back up without any yeah. problems. So yeah, like that's the only thing I have to struggle with is that I don't have a spar at the gym. So I have to dial it back just enough to know that, Mm. okay, if this feels really heavy, I'm probably not going to do another set because I may get stuck underneath it and I have to roll it off me or something. And I don't really want to do that in a gym. So yeah, we have, we have safety bars in our house on our uh, squat rack and we have it placed so if I fail on bench, I have to put the bar on my neck and then I have to like slide out off of it. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Yeah, there was one time there was one time I failed at the gym I met and I remember being like it was like a Sunday morning, so it was like eight AM is when they opened on a Sunday. I was the only one there and the uh-huh. employee had just walked off for some reason. So I was there was nobody around and I put the bench up and I'd missed the safety catches. 
and i'd like obviously at that point like you put it up and i just like yeah. zero effort and it just came down and it was on my chest and i was there for like a good three or four minutes like how do i get the fuck out of this i am yeah. i and i was like end up having to like kind of do this movement to like get my arms above it and like push it down and like roll it to my legs and then just kind of uh -huh. roll it off the end of the bench and i was like i'm glad there was like you know i had some common sense and it wasn't super heavy because if it was yeah. like you know three or four hundred pounds on a bench like that'll that'll crush some ribs and, easily yeah. mm -hmm. and and you're not going to be in a good shape afterwards and i had like a bruise on my like abdomen where it like rolled and caught and i was oh. like oh this is the worst this is the worst day ever <laughs> so but that was the only like after effect that you had is pretty good yeah yeah i was like eh, that'll do that'll do for me yeah mm. yeah but... we the safety bars were like super important to me because i'm like i i i don't want to fail and mm -hmm. like have it go all the way down or i like don't know what to do so yeah these and they're so strong. They're so strong that yeah. I can like stand on them and like, like I'll put like cables at the top where the pull-up bar is. And yeah, the, they're so strong. Yeah. It's it, 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 in some aspects, it's crazy to think that you're entrusting two metal bars to save you from a huge weight. But then when you do, like, like you said, like you can stand on them and mm -hmm. like do something at the top of the rack and like get back off. And you're like, Oh yeah, these are pretty, pretty strong like if they can hold me and jumping around and doing things like i don't have to worry like mm -hmm. i am safe and it's just crazy to think that you know if you fail on a squat like it's going to catch my 300 pounds and not it's not even going to move it's just going to be like cool thanks and like you yeah can like safely get out mm -hmm. i even use them now to rack and re-rack my deadlift because i don't like doing it on the ground so i just put on the safety bar yep. and it's like hanging on the edge and it's it's so strong i mean yep. it's just steel you yeah. know it's just a so. big old block of steel that's just like that my job here is to hold these like anything you drop on here i'm holding it down and you don't mm -hmm. have to worry yeah. yeah so you told me earlier that you play the piano mm-hmm is that something you do actively like or is that something you did as a child and like learned to play the piano and now you just play occasionally like what's the deal with that because that's sound i i don't play an instrument and i've never learned to play an instrument one day mm -hmm. maybe one day i'll i'll learn but yeah tell me about that is that like a thing you do every day or or how does that work so yeah i i started pretty young i think i was maybe five when i started playing the piano um and I played until, I took lessons until I was 18. Like wow. my parents were very adamant on me doing piano the entire time I was under their care. And then 18 hit and I was like, bye, I don't need piano. And so I, I, I mean, I didn't continue practice practicing. I also didn't have a piano right. to practice on. And so I stopped playing and then I was traveling a lot. And so it was just like, I don't have the ability to play. So it was like probably five, six years that I didn't touch a piano after I turned 18. And then I was given a piano by a neighbor. She wow. was moving and it's like a, it's a electric piano. It's like a digital piano, but it's real. Like it has like pedals and it like has real keys, like the full keyboard. Yep. And um, I love it. I just like absolutely love this because like, I heard that you can have like 
a real piano with like strings and you can put a headphone in like they have like that ability now but this is like I can put headphones in and just like disappear into my music so I play like actively now um but I'm not like playing for like people like recitals right. and stuff which is different like when you have a recital then you practice different and you practice correctly whereas right. like now I just like sit down and I just like mess around on the piano but the correct way, at least for me, everyone's different, but the correct way for me to practice is taking it one measure at a time and then adding a measure. And a measure is depending on the song on average, about four counts. And so I practice my right hand and my left hand for one measure. And once I get that down, then I do one and two and I do those two measures. And once I get those down, then I add on the third one. Um, but I don't practice like that anymore. And so, uh, I did this challenge with my brother it was like practice piano for one month. And I'm like, okay, I want to like learn this song. I forgot what song it was. Um, it was some Christmas song, but I was like, I want to learn this song and I want to practice the right way. And I did that and I learned it much quicker than when I sit down and just like kind of mess around on the piano. But yeah. I mean, I, I guess that for you, outside of like practicing a, a specific song it's more about like getting away from other things like getting away from being on a computer all day or getting away from being a you know plugged in because when you're in devrel slash content creation you're plugged in all day every day like people don't realize how much you have to be plugged in mm -hmm. like you're running discords or slack channels and then you've got live streams and youtube and twitter and blog posts and communities and whatever else is going on like we are plugged in from like you know pretty much all day every day and yeah. and and like being able to disconnect is nice like that's how i treat the gym is that like i go at like five in the morning and for like a whole hour i'm just disconnected from my phone like the mm -hmm. only thing my phone is used for is to play some music in my headphones and it lives in my bag and like i don't touch it and it's just nice to like disconnect from something mm -hmm. that you have to be attached to every day so I, I mean one day i'll learn a instrument i keep saying it but maybe one day i will do it i used to so it's funny i used to play piano it was a digital piano just like what you're talking about at my grandmother's house mm -hmm. and she'd always try and teach me hymns because she was very religious and i'm not and my dad wasn't really either but she'd always try and teach me like you know hymns and stuff so mm -hmm. I could play like random hymns. So if someone gave me a piano today, I could play a random hymn and mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I can play Michael Rose the Boat Ashore if you want, like if everyone yeah. wants that jaunty tune. But like, yeah, I never really learned how to read music or do any of that. It was just like she would show me like the keys and like which keys to press at what time. And she would basically keep time. And that was how I learned how to play. And That's then, cool. you know, I got older and and i didn't visit very often and then you know you get older and she passed away and all that kind of stuff and she moved out of the house into like a you know uh living home and stuff like that so like she had to sell all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but i still think about it when people start talking about pianos and stuff i'm like oh yeah i remember like yeah. playing like in their second living room in their house it was you know a thing yeah well it's like the the theory of piano yeah. also like really fascinates me because if you know that if you know how to read piano music you can read the music of any instrument right so i uh when i was 
eighth grade, ninth grade, I don't remember. I don't know, seventh grade. When I was in seventh grade, I wanted to pick up another instrument. And so I picked up violin and violin is all treble clef. And I know how to read that music. Just tell me where D is, tell me where E lives or E flat. And then I can figure it out from there because if you know how to read music and piano covers both treble and bass clef, um, if you can understand that, then you can pick up, you can, you can read any other instruments in music. Um, I tried to get in uh, into oboe. My brother got into it because uh, we all play piano. And so he got into oboe. I just could never get the the blowing part of it. Mm, it was like, because nope. I always wanted to, to like puff rough, my cheeks out. Right? Yeah. And there's like a reed in there that you can't get too wet, but you got to get wet. And it's like this whole thing. And I'm like, this isn't for me. And yep. I always blew my cheeks out. So he's like, no, you're not blowing with your cheeks. Like it's more with your lungs. I'm like, I don't get this. So, but I I could read the music of the oboe, you know? And so I was like, I just know where, I know where the the notes are. I just can't get my mouth to do. (laughs) Right. I can't do the other part. Like I can read music. I know what's happening, but I can't get that to work. Yeah. 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 I feel like music for me, like, even though I didn't, like you said, like if you know piano and you can read piano sheets, like you basically can translate to everything. And that's like, you know, whatever, like working out, like that very much translates the same way. Like if you get those compound lifts down, you can basically do anything in the gym. Like if you're like, I want to train this specific thing. Like I want to be able to do this in six months. Like the foundation is there. You can do it. Same with code. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, cool, I know react, but I want to learn this X or Y like those kind of translate like you have that foundational building block of whatever you need and that translates Mm -hmm. really well that's kind of interesting that now i know that if you learn piano you can basically play anything that's kind of yeah anything that doesn't have like chords like guitar right Right. like because that's just like a whole different yeah that's a whole nother ball game yeah yeah i was talking talking to nacho from who used to work at clark but doesn't anymore he was on two episodes ago i think Mm-hmm. and like he plays the guitar and he plays the piano so he has like both skill sets and i'm yeah. just like i'm I'm jealous of people that play instruments like mm-hmm. i have no no discerning talent around music or art or design or anything so i feel like um i take the like mathematical side of piano and then i create something beautiful and then i'm like okay if I put these notes together, this makes sense. But like, if I picked up a guitar, the chords and like all that kind of stuff, that's just like, that's so difficult for me. But yeah. It's that like double multitasking, in my opinion, for guitars. It's like you have to remember to strum the right strings and play the right chord at the same time. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Unlike Well, and the... I always... Oh, go ahead. No, I was... go, go for it. Oh, and I always fat finger it. I always hit like four strings, but right. I'm only supposed to be hitting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no like dexterity in that, that sense. Like I don't have that like dexterity. I'm not a, an overly clumsy person, but I'm clumsy enough that like guitar <laughs> is too complicated. It's definitely too complicated for me. So we're coming to sort of the end of today's show. We've got like 10 minutes or so. And what I like to do in the last like 10 minutes is I like to do top pick of the week. Um, Usually it's like top pick for a TV show or movie, maybe top pick for some sort of technology or something that you've used. And then maybe top 
pick of something that you've bought and or done slash cooked recently um let's start with top pick for tv show okay um put you on the spot i kind of (laughs) okay i kind of already mentioned it but seven deadly sins came out with their newest season but let me think of another one because you all already know seven deadly sins (laughs) um I would stick with anime and I would say if you're, and I've already said this, so this is actually doesn't count, but Demon Slayer, that would be okay. my top pick of the week is because there's only one season and one movie, one season, right? Or that sounds right. Two. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, one season, one movie. It's a great intro to anime. So that's my top. That TV sounds good to week. me. So my top pick for TV this week is actually an old TV show that we, my wife and I just started rewatching in the last like week or so is mm-hmm. house of lies okay. um that has don Cheadle and what's her name she's married to dax shepherd i can never remember her name um oh Kristen bell mm. um and and ben schwartz and it's like a show about them being um i don't know what the right Basically, they help like corporate America basically expand their business or do things like that. They're like in a pod and stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. on Showtime. It's pretty old. Like I think it stopped in like I'm saying old, but like it ended in 2016, which feels old now. It's like five years, but yeah, I've been we've been watching that, and that's definitely been good to go back and rewatch like an old show and be like, man, this show was so good. Yeah, an old show that I was just reminded of was Prison Break. Did you ever oh, see so- that? Oh yeah, so good. And they did like a re they did recently. It wasn't that recent, but they did do another season. Oh. Re- relatively mm-hmm. recently on I didn't know that. Yeah, like it was supposed to expand on like what happened afterwards, but man, I love Prison Break. Such a good show. I forgot about that show. And then I saw someone was like, "What do you prefer, Breaking Bad or Prison Break?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, "Prison Break. I forgot about that." Mm-hmm. I love that show. I remember watching that because I must have been in high school, I guess. When did it come out? I'm, I'm Googling. When did it come out? I'm furiously Googling. 2005. Oh. So, yeah. I, I was didn't in... watch it till much later. Yeah, I watched it, like, I think I missed the first season, but somebody was like, hey, this show's really cool. Like, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, that being, like, something I actively watched every, uh, like, every week. Yeah, they did, like, yeah. a, another season in 2017. Oh, so like way after it finished because it finished in like 2009 or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it finished in 09, but they did one in 2017 that like kind of circles back and like tells you about the rest of the people. So like mm. now's the time to watch it because yeah. now you've got like this expanded story that's much better than how it ends. So yeah, cool. So uh, top pick for either I think yeah software or something that you've been interacting with. It can even be sanity if you want. I'm fine with top picks. I'm f- I'm fine with plugging their own <laughs> your own companies. Um, I think my favorite front end right now is Next. I've been doing a lot with Next recently. Um, I did a free code camp video on that. Next, and then for like the data handling, it was sanity. Um, I made a recipe recipe app which. By the way, congrats for being on Free Code Camp. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah, I haven't been invited a... yet. 
I need to talk to Quincy about that. Be like, hey, man, where's my info? <laughs> yeah. No, it was a really cool experience. Um, and just like a lot of love from Free Code Camp community. And yeah, it's been really cool. But if you're getting into tech or if you want to get into something and you haven't done Next, I think Next is my like top pick. That's, I mean, that's my top pick for everything. Like, yeah. it's been my top pick for years now. So now every time everyone's like, yeah, what's your favorite? I'm just like, it's next. Like, don't even ask me anymore. But yeah, I agree. So, so cool to get into. So easy to use. So like, they, they, the team behind it really don't have that much opinion. They kind of get out of the way. You can do basically whatever you want with it and it just works. And you're just like, oh yeah, I can do this. Great. And it just works. Versus yeah. other frameworks where you're like, oh, you're very opinionated about how I make these do certain things. And it's just nice. Yeah, I really love Next. It's definitely definitely my top pick for anything. Um, my top pick for, for this week is actually a piece of software that I just got for my Mac for work called CleanShot which is like okay. a way to take, you take screenshots and then you can like do lots of markup. Like you can put arrows and like edit text on top of everything. Cause I'm writing a big guide right now. And mm -hmm. I've like taken all these screenshots and I'm like, this is the most frustrating thing ever. Taking a screenshot and then trying to add like text or arrows and stuff. So I reached out to people on Twitter and I think James and, and Amy, his podcast host was like, Hey, you should try clean shots. Really good. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been my my top pick for software, at least. And then the final thing, top pick of something you've done recently slash bought slash cooked. I put cooked on there because some people are like, I haven't done anything except from cook at home. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel you. Okay. Um, my favorite thing that I've bought recently, I'm not wearing them because silly me, but my AirPods Max. Oh, nice nice um i have a very my head's strong like i can brush my hair and it doesn't like it doesn't hurt but when i put headphones on instantly right here it just starts hurting me yep um i can wear these all day and there's like no pain because it's that like that mesh Extra right here meshy right yeah um but that's been my favorite purchase it's been a bit since i've had them but that's my that's my top pick of the week I've looked at them a few times and been like, should I buy another set of headphones? Because I like have an obsession. Um, and I'm like, man, yeah, I, m that would be the only thing for me would be like the headband. Because like even these, they're like a, they, I've replaced this band like three times because I've had them for mm. so long. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Like you wear them for like 15, 20 minutes on some headphones. And it's just like my head hurts. I'm like, mm -hmm. why, why is this happening? Like, this should just be 100% comfortable and then work around that. Like, I don't have an overly large head, so it's not like it's... I got plenty of room to stretch these out, but it's just yeah. uncomfortable on some of these. Well, then so, as you start stretching them out, then the, they the start sagging. Yeah, yep, yep. And then you <laughs> like get sad that. cups because the cups yeah. don't fit anymore. Or you, like, move and one of these things, like, pops open. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think at some point I'll have to buy another set of headphones, especially yeah, with the amount I, of live streaming I'm doing. It's just uncomfortable to talk. Yeah, and I know headphones. it's like like the price tag is outrageous. Like it took me a minute to be like, ah, that's a lot for headphones. But 
and I use headphones all day. Like right. if, if they're not comfortable, then I'm not having a good time at work. Right. And so I was just like, I'll just buy it. And then the return policies, what, 30, 60 days. Yeah. Something so like that's that. definitely enough time to like get used to them and like feel it. I can't imagine going back. I yeah. absolutely love them. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the price is fairly like, it's like 479, right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It's like 450 or 479, which like if you go and buy like a pair of, expensive headphones like if you go and buy like i have a pair of sony bluetooth that happen to be on the floor right now those were like (laughs) they were like 350 when i bought them Mm -hmm. so like if you think about the cost it's like okay for a hundred dollars more i can have more comfort and yeah yeah i'm not an like i'm not an audiophile like i'm not going to be like well the highs in these headphones and the lows are not just quite as crisp as my (laughs) other head like who cares come on now yeah so yeah, maybe, you know, the price tag sounds outrageous until you start looking at other ones and you're like, actually, it's kind of reasonable for what you mm-hmm. get in the tech space. And yeah, yeah, like, you're the same as me. Like, I wear headphones pretty much all day. Every meeting, I'm wearing headphones. Every live stream, I'm wearing headphones. Every YouTube video, I'm wearing headphones. Like, I wear them a lot. Yeah. So, like, investing in something like that is definitely mm-hmm. worth the money. Yeah. Well, we have come to the end of our show yeah. It's already been an hour. It was super fast. Always, Yeah, that's you know, crazy. It doesn't feel like an hour. Right? I was just like, oh, it's been an hour already. And I know that you're <laughs> pl- you're going on a nice trip, right? You're going to somebody's house? Mm, yeah. Uh, so, later today, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you uh, leave for that. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, thanks for everybody joining us. And I'll, yeah. see you in, I'll see everybody in two weeks. Because next week I am not live next week. So... Remember, two weeks, and it's Sarah is coming on to talk about being a parent and a freelancer. So that should be a good one. All right. Well, thanks, thanks so much for having me. Bye.